This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 43. Coming up, we discuss sodium in our diets. Yeah, it's in yours. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being if we just start practicing small, healthy habits that we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we'll sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and some other wonderful guests, and we'll cover topics like nutrition, fitness, a whole lot more. In this episode, we're talking about the impact of eating too much sodium and ways we can reduce the intake, and you will be surprised as to where you will find this. It's not just the salt shaker, right? With me today, registered dietitian, certified health coach, and a certified diabetes educator, Grace DeRocha, lady about the state, mom, wife, and she knows how to cook, and she's funny, and she knows how to dance. I don't know, She's it's, <laughs> you're like a quadruple threat. Don't tell <laughs> Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. Good afternoon, whatever Hi. time you're here. I know, whatever time yeah. you guys are listening. Yeah. All those times. You're doing all right? Yeah, good. Living, living dreams. That's good. It's nice to see you. Christian Hurley is here. She's the Senior Director of Community Impact for the American Heart Association. She's uh, really, you know, looking for strategic direction of how to help us all get on the right track. She's in leadership and management. She's got technical expertise for the Michigan Community Impact staff. And I got to know this lady a little bit back in my days with uh, the American Autoimmune and Related Diseases Association, Mm -hmm. which is based in Southeast Michigan. And so it's good to see you again. Good to see you. Glad to be here. And you've been with uh, American Heart Association how many years now? About eight years. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Time flies. It does. And you're doing so much good stuff. And when we talk about this idea of sodium, I think so many people get this impression that we literally are talking about the salt shaker on the table, right? And that's not really what this is all about. Nine out of 10 Americans consume too much sodium. Mm -hmm. And today we're discussing why too much sodium is harmful to the body and how we can come up with tips on how to reduce it. So let's kick this thing off. First of all, what is salt versus sodium? Sodium is a part of salt. Okay. So sodium chloride is what is table salt. Mm-hmm. I believe it's 40% sodium and then 60% chloride. Okay. To make up table salt or salt as we know it. That yeah. flavors our food. So that's the chemical makeup. Why is it so insidious? And why, <laughs> you know, because we've just come, we're going through into a new holiday now. We've come away from Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm just saying, my gravy, my turkey tasted better with a little salt on it, right? But, well, it's it's the excess of it, right? So Americans are getting way more uh, sodium in their diet than they need to be getting. And what happens is if you get an excess of sodium in your blood, um, it can help to cause high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And high blood pressure is a huge driver of whether or not someone's going to have a heart attack or a stroke. And as we all know, heart disease is the number one killer of all Americans. Yes. Men, women, yeah. Yes, everyone. all yeah. Americans, all Detroiters, everyone. Yes. So if we can uh, get Americans to really start to look at the sodium that they're putting into their bodies and get them from eating, you know, the average, what is it, 3,400 milligrams yeah. of, of sodium to down to, say, 1,500, then we can make a a significant impact on people um, having heart attacks and strokes and decreasing the mortality from those issues. So well. the body needs sodium though, right? I mean, we need some base amounts. So it- some base amounts, you know, about 15% of the sodium that 
anybody eats comes from this just sort of naturally occurring mm-hmm. in your food, right? Mm-hmm. But about 70% of it comes from, you know, packaged foods, processed foods, stuff you're getting in restaurants that yeah. someone's preparing for sure. you. Extra that you add when you're cooking or at yeah. the table, like you mentioned, but... Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you need a little bit, <laughs> but we are just... We are in excess as Americans, and so that's what we've got to curb. Well, I was mentioning to Christian before we started the podcast that uh, last week I was a little pokey. I'm sniffling. The grandkids were over, and I I got a little something-something, right? I go to reach for a can of light, meaning there should be lower sodium, chicken noodle soup in a can. And I reach for it, and now because I'm like Pavlov's (laughs) dog, I turn the can to look at what's in there. And I see that if I were to consume the entire can, it was either 1,700 or 2,000 milligrams total for two servings. I thought, that's my entire day shot. Mm -hmm. I put it Mm -hmm. right back. As much as I wanted to have soup with a few croutons because I had to go. But it's that have-to-go, get-it-now mentality, food on the go, Mm -hmm. that I think allows this stuff to get baked into the cake. And then what are our choices? I don't have six other cans of soup to eat right now. Right. Right? So a few things. I want to make sure that it's super clear for people that, yes, sodium, we do need some in the body. It helps keep our electrolytes balanced. But you literally can get that from fruits and vegetables. What? Yeah, vegetables have sodium naturally in it. My daily requirement could come from my five servings of fruits and vegetables per day? Yeah, absolutely. I never heard that. Easily. Because for good health for any adult American, 2,300 milligrams is a recommendation for general health. If you have high blood pressure or if you're predisposed to hypertension or high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. 1,500 milligrams or less is the goal. And I want people to know that if you take away anything, remember that and then know when you start looking at those labels where you should be. Because I hate this fact, and it's important to know, with table salt, one teaspoon, one flat teaspoon is already 2,300 milligrams of sodium. So that's your allowance in a day. day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the way our bodies work, what a marvel they are, right? Mm -hmm. When we talk about this idea of needing some sodium, especially if you're working out, if you're trying to be healthful, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to the gym or you're going running or something. Your body is going to need some kind of sodium to do what? What does it actually do in our bodies? So it helps control your blood pressure to a certain degree. So that's why if you get too much, Mm. that can skyrocket really easily. Mm -hmm. Um, It works with our nerves. It works with different functions as far as like excreting things. So there are definite functions of it, but we overdo it often. We do. Way too often. And if we're getting too much, we kind of focus on heart health. And in particular, you're here, so I want to do that. But there are other issues that can come from this too, right, relative to our body. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, the reason that, again, that we focus on the the high blood pressure is because of its direct connection to heart attacks and stroke. But osteoporosis, kidney disease, um, all of those are also affected if you, um, you know, have too much sodium in your in your body. Mm-hmm. It really can drive a multitude of chronic illnesses. Well, I mean, inflammation? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Inflammation, which is also a, a major driver of chronic illness. So yeah. I was just mm-hmm. going to say inflammation or just the feeling of being bloated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you sometimes, no offense to restaurants, I like to dine out too. But when you dine out sometimes and you're not used to having all that sodium and often they flavor with salt, mm-hmm. I will walk out of there and you can it's feel swollen. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has edema or like congestive heart failure, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're watching your sodium for that reason as well. And, you know, Alzheimer's Association is now saying heart health mm-hmm. equals sign brain health. 
I mean, it's that oh, yeah. simple of a statement is mm-hmm. what they're adopting, saying that as long as you're concentrating on your heart health, mm-hmm. that's really good for your brain, too, because that's a huge growing issue in America, along with all the others. It's a huge issue that AHA is focused on right now around brain health. I, you know, I, I've learned a great deal about this um, recently as these new studies have come out. Mm-hmm. Who knew that what you ate has so much impact on your brain and your ability to think? Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know. I just raised my hand yes. as a dietitian, of course. Of that. course. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's so important, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you're bringing that up, both of you, because everything that we put into our body can impact our heart, our brain, our gut, mm-hmm. our immune system. So we need to. So as a guy, you know, I bring this back to something in my brain, which is the car, right? And I just think back, I mean, we're doing such a great job. Of course, we're in the Motor City of making cars that last. But think back to what we put on our roads Mm -hmm. this time of the year Mm -hmm. and what the impact is on rusting out a car. And whenever I look at the notion of how much sodium, I always think, well, if I put too much in me, it could rust me out. Now, that's just my way. It's kind of a Tim Allen way of thinking about no, this, right? But I, when you think about how it would affect your bones, osteoporosis, it's making perfect sense to my guy brain. Yeah. No, I feel like that's a great analogy. I, I think of I think of that, too. Like, when I think of the roads and how we salt the roads yeah. and, like, what's happening to the roads. Mm-hmm. Right. And what happens to our arteries, mm-hmm. you know, with too much sugar, too much salt, too much fat. And then you have plaque building. So let me ask both of you. On the days where I were to go to a restaurant, and I know because I can feel, right, that mm-hmm. I've, I'm retaining water or something, can I drink enough water to dilute the salt in my blood? In other words, can I, not some emergency thing, but can I really add more fluids to my system to just dilute it? Will that work? Fast answer is no. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, the... From I mean, and I think our dietitian might be able to answer this better, but I mean, really, water is part of the culprit with salt, so it draws more water into that artery, right? So the, it's going to increase the volume of the blood flowing through, right? That's why you need, it increases blood pressure. Yes, because the blood pressure means that now you've got all this water, like, gushing through. Sometimes we talk about, like, if you picture a straw, like, and somebody's drinking something out mm-hmm. of a cup, you know, so imagine you're really getting it, you know, and you're bringing a lot through. I mean, over time, if you, if so, if you were to keep up some that volume of liquid going through anything is going to break down those walls. And so... Wearing them now. You're going to wear them out. And so that's going to lead to you having a heart attack. It's going to lead to you having that stroke. And so... So, yeah, I don't—water I, is uh, it actually is part of the problem, too, <laughs> when it's yeah. connected. That's with, very interesting. Yeah. Or, yeah, and making sure—yeah, so when I said the fast answer is no, mm-hmm. it's because I don't want people to think— I can just have a super salty meal and drink a lot of water. And what I would say to someone going to a restaurant, they're making it anyways. So if you want to ask them not to add salt while they're cooking it, and then you get to control that yourself, ask. Because the worst thing they could say is no, it's already pre-made. But my husband always says, you might as well ask because they're cooking it anyways. Mm -hmm. And if you don't ask, you don't know. Don't you find that when you go out to eat that most of the time when you ask, that most of the restaurants will say, oh, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really a pretty yeah. simple answer, and you just have to hope they mean it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, let's talk about um, sodium in the diet. Give me, again, the, the recommendations, because sometimes I see numbers all over the place, but there are some easy numbers we can put in our minds, yeah. right? So general good health for anyone, 2,300 milligrams of sodium a day, all sodium. If you have high blood pressure or you're, if you're predisposed to hypertension, mm-hmm. it, it runs in my family, I know that. 
1,500 milligrams of sodium per day or less. American Heart Association concurs. These are numbers that are in line. We typically recommend 1,500 in general. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, She's mean. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, no, I no, think, no, no. I Research think, shows for Yeah, sure. you're right. I mean, obviously... Americans are currently getting over 3,000 milligrams, so we're all getting too much. But we recommend 1,500. Um, You know, and one of the reasons, again, is because we've got this massive focus on the outcomes, right? And so we, there was one study that I was reading that if Americans were to move, all Americans were to move to a 1,500 milligram diet of sodium a day, that that could result in a 25.6 reduction in national blood pressure rates. Wow. Which those are lives saved directly, you know? So, um, you know, so I think we try to be a little bit on the safe side and and just go, you know, it's something that we can all acclimate our body to eating 1,500 milligrams of sodium a day. It's possible. It is possible. And that is actually my daily goal Mm -hmm. because a friend of mine who's a doctor said, shoot for 1,500. And I don't have the hypertension. I don't have any of the issues. Mm -hmm. It's not as easy as you think. But Mm -hmm. once you get there, the one thing that I noticed, and we talked about this off mic, Christian, earlier is when you do cheat a little bit and you grab those nacho chips, it is amazing how salty they taste. It is amazing how your palate can shift and you can begin to see, wow, that Super Bowl party I'm invited to, that's a lot of salt baked into the cake and that stuff. Well, and I'm Mm -hmm. glad you brought that because before we started talking today, we were talking about just habits and routine that you get used to and what you're training your taste buds to get used to. And so there is definitely ways Mm -hmm. that we can change that. We can change that so that we realize, whoa, those whatever tastes way too salty. I can taste the salt in bread. Yes. Yeah. As you should, because uh, (laughs) bread is one of the salty six uh, that we talk about that people don't imagine is one of the largest culprits of where they're getting the excess sodium in their diet. So absolutely, breads and, you know, pizza, Mm -hmm. (laughs) soups is one of them, sandwiches, uh, cold cuts, lunch meat, you're having a turkey sandwich on super salty bread, that's not a healthy lunch, (laughs) you know. Well, Um, processed turkey, right? That's what you mean, is cold, like a mesquite turkey something. Processed meat, absolutely. Um, Any Anything that's far from that, you know, turkey you're cutting on Thanksgiving soon, um, you know, you're going to be, that's yeah. going to be, be higher in, in sodium. And actually, one of them, it's, it's kind of funny, like tacos and burritos, which people don't think about. That's one of the salty six that we highlight because we eat a lot of things like that yeah. and uh, people don't consider Taco it. Taco Tuesdays, I think. Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> so that's one of those areas where you're getting way too much. So if people could just think about that in their daily lives, you know, when we're trying to be, especially as we're coming to the end of the year now and everybody's going to be hitting on, you know, grabbing onto a diet. Um, New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. (laughs) You know, think about what you're buying. Read the labels, as Chuck said, and really think about, you know, okay, I'm getting soup. Everyone thinks they're being healthy if they're getting a soup, but please read the labels because, again, that's one of those salty six where it's going to have a very high amount of, um, of sodium in there and it's not worth it. You take a bologna or you take some of these cold cuts and throw them in the microwave, you hear a crackle, you may see sparks. That's the sodium. Yeah. That When you zap that stuff, sometimes that's the well, sodium. Well, I think it's really important, and you brought it up, and when, whenever we're thinking about anything that's processed, mm-hmm. there's sodium added for flavor, but they also add sodium to preserve it. Yeah. Right. So it's like a double whammy of sodium. Absolutely. And then reading food labels, and you brought this up earlier, Chuck, no one has half a can of soup. <laughs> No, no I know. I know. So, but no, but I'm saying if you're having the whole can, you have to make sure that you're aware to double that number. Mm-hmm. And, double that sodium number. And nobody who's on a low-carb diet who grabs a little tiny bag of teriyaki, 
you know, beef jerky, beef jerky <laughs> eats just like two little pieces. They're no. eating the whole bag and then some, and it's amazing how much sodium is there. So mm-hmm. if our goal is to cut 1,500 to 2,000, 1,500 to 2,300 milligrams we'll 1500. is the goal. We'll okay. push it. We'll, Let's say 1,500. <laughs> because you're going to go over anyways. But you're going to cut more than in half mm-hmm. what the average person is intaking in, yeah. in their daily life, yeah, right? Yeah, 3,400 is the average. Yeah. So yeah. if you think that's the average, that means there's people having like five, 6,000 to, sure. to make that number the oh, average absolutely. number mm-hmm. yeah. easily. So when we think about uh, stuff that I've seen in my own life, uh, low, not so much low-cal, but I guess low-cal, when I look at some of the salad dressings, mm. they've taken out the oil. That's good. But then I look at the ingredients. What are they kicking up a notch? Sugar and salt. Yeah. Right? Because they've got to they've got to satisfy my palate somehow. Yeah. Well, and I always say if something is at a hundred like if you make whatever and it's a hundred percent of it, if you're gonna say this is low salt or light, that means or sh- no sugar added. That means they took out something, but they're filling usually with something else. Mm-hmm. So if they're taking out sugar or fat, they're usually adding salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a tricky thing. So if we were going to try to make one concerted effort, what is the one food, salty six, I guess they all, all six of those salty devils wind up in the same category. <laughs> yes. What is the one category we would really want to start to work on in our daily diet? I would just say processed foods in general. I I think that, you know, I think one of the biggest things you can do is cook at home. You can have all those amazing soups that you find in the grocery store and make them at home. And you can regulate how much salt that you're putting in that food. And so Americans, you know, we have to start cooking our own food. And we have to start, you know, really going back to getting enough, getting the fruits and vegetables in your diet, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're grabbing for something packaged, it should be very minimal, to your diet, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it should not be your go-to, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, most of the food that you eat should be just food that you made at home that you made yourself. Well, let me me disclaim, I have no stock in it, but we're in the 12 last days before Christmas, Mm -hmm. so let's just say an Instapot, I'm just saying, could be a good idea, right? Hey, Slow slow cooker soups are my jam. Absolutely. Are they? Yeah, and, you know, we talked with Kristen about spices and herbs and how you can develop flavors with some of that without adding the salt or the sodium. And getting, again, then piggybacking off of that, mm-hmm. to getting used to the taste of not over-salted food. Is there a reason that the already-cooked chicken that we may pick up tastes so good? Because we get that at times, right? I mean, you know, pick a store, a big box or otherwise. Is it salt that's it's, in there? It's probably salt. Yeah. They yeah. salt the skin. They may inject it. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm doing myself good by getting the white meat and cutting it. And, you know, I'm not going for the fat, but yet I still have what they are injecting brine in there. Mm-hmm. Or what are they doing? Who knows? It depends depends on the company, but sometimes, yeah. 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 I think the key is that, and we've said this, read the labels. Yeah, please read the labels. Compare. There's so many different things. If you're going to buy something from the grocery store pre-prepared, pull out three of them out of that freezer section or whatever and compare the sodium and the serving sizes and pick the best option. And my app on my phone tracks sodium. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I've got a scanner so I can scan a barcode, Mm -hmm. which has been really an eye-opener. That's how I've learned about this stuff. Yeah. But because I'm scanning things and I'm totaling it up. It's kind of funny because once you get on track for this 1,500 milligrams a day, the days that I go to 1,700, I I know I feel okay, but I'm sort of like, oh, man, I'm slacking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, being really bad. And to go back to what Christian was saying, I'm all about cook once, eat many times. So if you're going to cook soup, make a lot of it yeah. mm. and then freeze it and then freeze it in individual you know, sizes. Mm-hmm. So then instead of the can of soup, you can grab your own homemade soup. Absolutely. Now, this is the season. 
So blow our minds with this statistic. When I've got a salt shaker out or I bring it out for a family gathering, Mm -hmm. really how much salt am I getting in my diet if I grab a salt shaker in my day? So if you're adding it? Yeah. Well, I say don't put the salt shaker out if you can help it. But it really is still not the one thing that's got the greatest impact in my day. Well, I mean, I want to say for you're going to get about 11% of your salt from sitting down to eat a meal that maybe you prepared. You are, okay. And you've, you know, you got the salt shaker on the table. That's about 11% of the sodium that most Americans Mm -hmm. are consuming. But that salt shaker is dangerous because as we talked about, one teaspoon is 2,300 milligrams, three-fourths of a teaspoon of 1,725. So, I mean, you're just, you're just in trouble. Like, if you, you got that thing out and you don't, yeah. You're not measuring it. So it really is a no-no. Um, we've had events where we've just taken them off mm-hmm. <laughs> taken them off the table because we want people and to— And also, if you're ever going to salt, salt into your hand first so you can see. Mm. And sometimes you, you can throw it over your shoulder because <laughs> you realize it's too much. But that's one of the best ways because I think oftentimes, you know, like— See no evil. You're like just putting it on there, Mm -hmm. and you don't realize. Well, you know what? I I still to this day, as much as I'm trying to make it sound like I'm paying as much attention as I am, and I try, I am still tempted to this day to salt my food before I've tasted it, especially at a restaurant. I I see it. It comes on, and I think, oh, that's a nice looking steak and whatever, and the green beans. And I'll be like, oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I should taste it first. You know what's funny is I just told them a story yesterday about sometimes recruiters when they're trying to hire you for a job. They take you to dinner on purpose to see if you will salt and pepper your food before you try it. Come on. And then they won't hire you because it means that you aren't ready and willing to try it and see what it's like Mm -hmm. before making changes to it. So it's not really they're judging you as a health risk? (laughs) No, no, they're not judging you as a health risk. Wow. But I thought that was such an interesting thing, which it makes sense in a way. Like, how do you know what it's going to taste like? And then you're right away grabbing. And I know lots of people that do that. Yeah. Just right away. You know, and if you won't do it for yourself, not putting that extra salt on your food, think about the kids that are watching you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we are we have little kids now who are getting adult diseases yeah. Yeah. like high blood pressure. Obesity. Obesity. Yeah. Type yeah. 2 diabetes. Type yeah. 2 diabetes. And it, this can be um, directly connected to eating high-processed, high-sodium foods, right? Yeah. And so we don't want to be teaching our kids, you know, adding salt to their food is something that's necessary. Mm-hmm. And or, so— yeah. Or it's common or we— you sh- it's an automatic. It's not right. Like you're saying, like you feel like, even though you know better, right. you still have that, you know, drive to do it because maybe you grew up with that salt shaker on the table. So right. let's, you know, maybe make a better, you know, example for our yeah. kids. They're little sponges. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And so if they're watching and they think, oh, I'm supposed to salt my food before I eat it. Mm-hmm. We don't have salt on the table yeah. at home. Have I have I gotten to the point in my life where I should be getting the salt that I grind in something? Does, is there any studies that show if I work harder at it, I put less on my food? <laughs> you know, I if I can't seen, just shake it? I haven't seen that yet, but I will tell you that oftentimes when I have a patient that's using like light salt or like yeah. kosher salt technically has a little bit less per teaspoon of sodium, oh, okay. they will just use more. Yeah. Like if you use light soy sauce, you usually use more of it than if you use regular. Yeah. Not that I want. Let's just, we'll pump the brakes on the soy sauce and the sodium and the salt. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Dash is a great alternative for yeah. herbs and spices yeah. that already put together for you. So there's a lot of different things. Anything that's canned, be careful. Like beans, if you get the no salt added, better. 
if you don't rinse them. Yeah. You know, there's definitely things that you can do as you're going through your day to help mm-hmm. bring that number to 1,500. I am trained. I'm telling you, I'm like Pavlov's <laughs> dog. I mean, I'm, you know, Mrs. Gatick has got me trained too. <laughs> I open a can of black beans, even if it says low sodium. I put them in a strainer and I wash them. And she, she'll look at me and she'll say, what are you doing? It's just a can of beans. I said, I know, but look at the sodium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's purely for that reason. It's kind of weird though. Yeah. And I do tell people, like, if the front of the label says light or low sodium, you know how, like, you go to a store... And it says sale, but really it was so expensive to begin with. Like maybe the light version is the sale version, but there's still a lot of salt yeah, probably yeah. in there. So just to kind of keep an eye on that too. That's so Christian, I want to get this thing back in my head again, because I know you said it and you went through it, but salty six, give us the salty six, because I know they're little evil devils. Yes. <laughs> so people should remember the salty six. So bread, big area where people are getting their sodium. Regular, regular white or wheat bread for toast in the morning? Please read the label on your breads. Yeah. There are breads that are shots. better than yeah. others, right? But in general, it's a huge area where we're getting our sodium, right? So really a big factor. Cold cuts, right? Pressed meats. So your turkey sandwiches, your ham, the lunch meats that you're mm-hmm. buying. Pepperoni. Um, yeah, yeah, pepperoni, absolutely. Um, big culprits of sodium. Pizza. Everybody's getting pizza on Friday nights, okay? Yeah. Uh, so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a thing. But and you have you to keep in mind, that, there's bread, there's cheese, there's pepperoni. Yeah, boom, boom, the sauce boom, salt. itself. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just a big salt bomb, but um, <laughs> tasty. But you're still ordering not, Friday, are you? Not so good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> so soup, soup is another a huge culprit. Um, so make it at home. Control the salt yeah. that you're able to put in your soap. Don't buy the things in the grocery store. And if so, read the labels. Mm-hmm. Sandwiches and poultry. And then in general, just like tacos and burritos, which I know is a weird one to highlight, but we do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that's one of the the salty six. So just really, again, just be understanding what how much sodium you're putting in your body. Read the labels. Yeah. Make sure that... You're thinking about it and that you're aware of it, the sodium that you're putting in your body. And just that alone will make a big impact. Well, I was going to say, so if you're at home and you are cooking and if something says seasoning, there's mm-hmm. usually salt. So taco seasoning, mm-hmm. you could easily make your own yeah. without having the one that's pre-bought with all the sodium. Or like, what's one? Oh, lemon pepper seasoning. That's called lemon pepper seasoning. Everyone thinks it's just pepper and lemons, but there's salt. The first ingredient is salt. Mm-hmm. So is just, it really? Yeah. Well, talk about that if we're looking at ingredients. What are some of the other names of things that have salt in them, ingredients that we would think are pretty innocuous? So obviously sodium, but then MSG, which you find, which is monosodium glutamate, which is often found in Asian foods. That's a preservative, right? Yes. Yep. Sodium nitrate, sodium citrate, fleur de sol, making it sound fancy. (laughs) What is that? What is that really? Fleur de sel. Salt. It is really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's the thing. Like disodium phosphate. So if you're looking at the label and you're looking at ingredients and you see anything that basically has sodium somewhere in there besides fleur de sel, um, it's yeah. salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we're seeing no salt or sodium-free claims, do we just accept that for face value or we should still look at the label? So sodium-free means around five milligrams of sodium per serving, so it's not really free. Yeah, but that's still pretty low. <laughs> yeah, no, it is pretty low. Yeah. Definitely better than the full shebang of salt. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, very low sodium is 35 milligrams of sodium per serving. Low sodium is 150 milligrams of sodium per serving. And I think the key there is per serving. So if you have something that has three servings mm-hmm. and you have all three servings, 
your now low sodium is not so low anymore. Yeah. So for you, Christian, even in your own walk of life before joining American Heart Association, what are some of the ahas that are coming to you that you were eating something that really jumped out at you beyond pizza and the things we've talked about? I think all kinds of things. I think the cooking at home piece is really important because I think once I started doing that and and cooking more healthily, the things that I once ate, I'm ashamed of some of the things that I once ate, but I, you know, say, for example, I was telling Chuck, I'm so embarrassed to say this on the radio, but (laughs) I used to enjoy getting, say, these onion rings from like Burger King. That was a thing. And so I had one like in the last like year or so, and I was just so shocked at how awful it was. Like it just tasted like a salt lick, right? And so, I think that, you know, as you teach yourself to cook more healthfully, eat more fresh food, more eat more fruits, fruits and vegetables, you know, it's hard to kind of go back to eating that heavily processed, heavily salted uh, foods. And so I think it's a natural process. And so people just should know that you can change. And yeah. even though today you might be, you know, all in that salt shaker at dinner, that you can, you can stop. You can take it off the table. You can, mm-hmm. over time, your body will adjust. Your taste buds will change. And uh, you want even miss it. Our taste buds change every seven years. That's actually there's there's growth and training in that process. As we get older, just all like like really. Mm -hmm. So that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you said everything that you said, Christian, (laughs) because I want people to taste the food. Mm -hmm. Don't Mm -hmm. you want to taste the actual food and not the salts and then the food? (laughs) You know, like that second. So can I just ask you a personal question? Did you find onions in those onion rings? (laughs) I mean, because that. You know, they're so full of salt and batter that, honestly, it's hard to find yeah. an onion in there. Yeah, yeah not good. That- Have you had an aha moment of some kind of food where you were shocked at how it tasted or how much salt was baked into the cake? Because I've got one, but I'll tell I you. I feel like I definitely pizza, but even, like, when I was in school and, like, when you're in college, you get a lot of pizza. Right. Um, I was, And then when I learned that, I was like, holy moly. Yeah. I'm Asian, but like Asian food and Asian restaurants, they mm-hmm. have salt. Like they have salt in all formats. They have <laughs> salt. They have soy sauce. They have fish sauce. They have hoisin. They have oysters. Like all those yeah, things. Yeah, you're right. And so they try to layer flavor that way. But then there's a lot of MSG, obviously. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of these flavors that get layered, but they're all salty. <laughs> I'm an oatmeal nut. So I love oatmeal with berries and a good banana and some almond milk, a little bit of almond milk. Well, back in the day when I was first getting hooked on oatmeal, I thought instant oatmeal packages were the way to go, and Mm -hmm. I was amazed. And now if I were to taste that stuff, it's amazing how much salt is baked in. I I don't know the numbers, but it's kind of wild. Yeah, so that was my big aha. So let's talk about this idea of uh, buying fresh versus processed. Always a good rule anyway. Mm -hmm. That's like my number one rule. I have two rules. Try to eat whole foods and drink water. Those are like my two rules. (laughs) We the AHA concurs. <laughs> and if yep. we're getting if we're getting pastas or things that most of us are not going to make our own pastas, although some people do, unlike bread or much like bread, are are we seeing a lot of sodium in pasta? You know, I think again, it's just less. a little bit less. A little bit less. You need some for the obviously for, for both bread and pasta. You need yeah. some salt for the food science to mm-hmm. make it. But different brands are better. 
it all comes back to the label. Mm-hmm. There are so many choices. Have you seen the pasta aisle these days? I mean, it's like a whole entire aisle. It is. So, I mean, there's so many options. You know, use an app like Chuck's talking about. There's even a tracker on our website where you can go on there and you, if you if you don't have a phone and you want to just write it down, there's some old school people. You could do yeah. that too. But just compare. Spend some time at the grocery store. Start looking at the different brands and find one that is low sodium and that will work for you. And you don't have to salt your pasta water. You do not. You do not. That's so interesting because some people do that automatically, right? I know. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. Do you, but ha- you don't have to. I'm just saying. Yeah. You don't have to. Does it really That's stick an anyway? Tip. Like, what's the point? So, I don't know why so people salt. do it. For flavor and to not make it stick, you could actually put like a dab of olive oil in and that would do the same thing and then it wouldn't be salt. Interesting. And have <laughs> you tried the uh, lemon juice or I know you talked about the lemon and pepper but lemon or lime juice, isn't that something that can deflect your taste buds away from sodium? Yeah, so yeah. the acid, the sour. So, you know, there's sugar, there's salt, there's sour, there's bitter, and then there's a, like umami. Yeah. That's a whole nother level. But if you can develop some of those other ones for flavor profiles and not just salty McGee, yeah. you'd be doing yeah. a good thing. All right, Christian, so bring it home for us. Tell us what we should walk away from this podcast, or maybe we're walking right now, but tell us what we should be taking away as we move into our new year. Okay, well, we want you to remember that, you know, limit your sodium intake to 1,500 milligrams a day. Remember that one teaspoon of sodium actually is about 2,300 milligrams, so just keep that in mind. Remember the salty six, remember? So real quick again, bread, cold cuts, pizza, soups, sandwiches, and poultry, and tacos and burritos. There's somebody out there going, that's my whole day. Salty six. Yeah. Yeah, so keep that in mind, and please read labels. Read your labels, make comparisons, you know, make sure that you're selecting something, keep yourself within your sodium budget. And what do you say, Grace? Everything you said, also back to homemade cooking, Mm -hmm. using spices and herbs, Mm -hmm. take the salt shaker off the table. If you do just one thing, start making that a habit. Build those other taste buds. Interesting stuff. Well, good to have you here, ladies. Grace DeRosha, Christian Hurley from American Heart Association. Good to see you. you. Happy holidays and a happy happy new year as we all make our resolutions. And now I've got some of my own. Salty Six, remove the salt shaker. Huh? Wait till you see me in 2020. You'll say he looks better (laughs) because it's not how you feel. It's how you look. And you look marvelous. Uh, All year on this podcast, we've been talking about, you know, little small, simple ways. We did it today that we can improve our health and mental health. But one tool we haven't mentioned is the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan online member account. So for those insured by Blue Cross or Blue Care Network, our online member account makes it easy to manage your health care and comes with so many great benefits. You'll enjoy quick access to your claims, a directory of doctors in your network, and exclusive health discounts that are only offered to Blue Cross members. And I know we have a lot of members who listen to this podcast. Registering is simple. It really is easy-peasy stuff. just takes a few moments. So just go to the link that's in the show notes for this podcast, and you'll be able to join and become an online member uh, real quick. Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. Uh, you can get it and check out all the previous episodes as well. Go online to a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast, and you'll be able to leave reviews there, ratings on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. You also get all the great episodes because we've covered so much territory, stuff that you eat that goes in, uh, talking about mindfulness, slowing down, breathing right. High blood pressure means so many great things to think about as you are fashioning the new you for 2020. Uh, You can also get new episodes on your smartphone or tablet, so be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or your favorite app. Enjoy your day and be safe as you get in and through the holiday season. I'm Chuck Adica. Take good care.